We discuss the latest Doctor Who news and the various other science fiction and fantasy bits and pieces that don't quite fit anywhere else. <laughs> it's just a general roundup of feedback and events and goings on. So we've got a few bits of Doctor Who news mm-hmm. going on locally here in Cardiff. Uh, or locally, having been recently international news, because uh, of course the Doctor Who crew were in New York, Manhattan Island, filming episode 5 with the Bonds and the Weeping Angels. Oh quite, yes. Quite high profile uh, picks. Seems to have, The story seems to be set across several time zones in New York, but they have come back to Cardiff. Uh, they were filming uh, along the south, uh, just outside Swansea, uh, in a graveyard, again with Weeping Angels in attendance. And it seems that the bit of news that the fans have been clamouring for, you know, the spoiler that the fans have been clamouring for for quite some time, is now out there. It seems we do know which of the Ponds dies. Well, we don't know which of the Ponds <laughs> dies because we haven't read the spoilers quite deliberately, so we're not going to spoil you. Fear not. But the information is out there. And we don't know whether actually possibly both of them die. It could be both of them, it could be just the one, but it seems as though the... Uh, Spoiler has come about because one or more of the characters' names appears on a tombstone in the graveyard with, with you know, obviously date of date of death there. So harking back to uh, to the characters from Blink, it does at least appear that the Weeping Angels are sending people back in time to kill them again, as opposed to just breaking their necks, uh, which I never quite yeah mm. <laughs> understood. So yeah, there we so are. So interesting. Yes. Mm. And they have been filming in the Glamorgan building. They've been back in Cardiff University on night shoots. Mm. Uh, again, doubling for New York, I think, because uh, mm. they've had some period cars and uh, some American bits of street furniture around and about the place. And um, what's her name? Alex Kingston, back as Melody Pond, River Song, um, oh, in quite an that. awful lot of scenes, actually, from, from the looks of it. Oh, Swithin will be pleased. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's that's not exactly surprising. Mm. But, uh... but that Swithin won't be pleased? Or... <laughs> well, both, no, yes. both that Swithin won't be pleased and that Alex Kingston is back. I'm not a huge yeah. River Song fan either. But... Uh, so be warned, there be spoilers in the wilds of the internet. Yes, yeah. yes, tread carefully, <laughs> spoiler-phobes. Let's see. Uh... Can think, think about it, actually, it's an incredibly long time to go without being spoiled. If you think that they're not going to be screening this episode until December... Mm. Yeah, uh, we're we're just nudging into May now. That's an awfully long time to steer clear of spoilers on the internet. I'm not sure if uh, I'm gonna <laughs> last that long. I'm not gonna be able to do- dodge the bullet that long. I'm sure, mm. but uh, I'm gonna hold out as long as I can. Uh, some some Harry Potter ish related ish. news. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sarah, this one's for you. But uh, J.K. Yes. Rowling made an announcement this past month. She did her new, well, adult book. So her only adult book. Depending on whether you think the Harry Potter books are children's or not, um, the Casual Vacancy, which was the details were released 
this week. Uh, last week. Yeah, last, last week. week. So it seems like I've read the blurb. It does sound quite different from obviously from yeah. Harry Potter. It's a murder mystery, is that right? I think it is. Yes. And it's set in a sort of small English village. Yeah, yeah, so. still very, um, very English, which is obviously one of the things she fought to cling on to with uh, Harry Potter was to not let it get American. I probably will read it just because it's got her name on it. I, I think everyone in the world at some point yeah. is going to read it. And it's interesting to to know that she is going to actually release it under her name mm. and not yes. under a ghostwriter's name, which is what. That that was the big discussion for a long time. Yeah, it? that was, and it, it it's understandable why that was the discussion because. She won't get a true picture of how popular this book is for quite a while because yeah. half the people will read it to see if they like her as an adult writer. Yeah, it's the weight of expectation off the yeah. back of Harry Potter, isn't um, it? You know, but then again, does she want a true picture as long as it sells and people are enjoying <laughs> it? Then? Well, I don't think she needs any more money, to be no. honest. But so, from her point of view, I imagine, yeah, it would be nice just to have the validation of people buying it because yeah, of buying it. your book because they want to read it and they think you're a good writer rather than. Mm. Yeah, she's not interested in the next blockbuster novel particularly because no. she's had seven. So. Yeah. Well, she wasn't interested necessarily in the blockbuster when she started with Harry Potter, mm. of course. But, um, I mean, also, I mean, it, 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 you see it over time. I mean, after a while, people will only buy it because they actually want to read it rather than her name on it, I'd imagine, eventually. From the blurb, it doesn't sound like the next big thing. You know, I don't think that's what she's attempting to write. Um, she still keeps mentioning the encyclopedia. Yeah. Um, that possibly that would still be in the pipeline. That she would do a Harry Potter encyclopedia, which would be nice. Having sued the other one. Having sued the other one, yes. Mm. But rightly so, because, you know, it was her work. And also, you know, she's got loads of knowledge that aren't in the books, and even the guy who did the That's true. the online one. She effectively has a room full of Harry Potter encyclopedias yeah. at home, hasn't she? Because she's worked at Family Trees. and Yeah, she's got more... She's got probably got more... Um, writing in backstory than she does in actual published books, and she's got backgrounds for pretty much almost every every named character. So, I mean, quite how she's going to get that in an encyclopedia? It could be a huge encyclopedia. Well, like the Encyclopedia Britannica, she could do various volumes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> get more money that way, wouldn't you? For Absolutely, I'm sure the yeah. publishers would love that. Um, <laughs> but I think she might have to because I think it's it's a series that's very character heavy. Mm. Um, I mean, she's. I don't know, because I don't know how much she might leave out in the encyclopedias because it's now on Pottermore. Oh, because there are extra backgrounds to things on Pottermore, so McGonagall gets an extra background. Yeah. Um, this isn't spoilers now. Pottermore is now open to everyone. Oh, that's true. It's um, in the public, well, I say in the public domain, not copyright-wise. but uh, Well, it's, it's, out I, it's out there. I mean, not everyone has... Oh, Caleb and I have got access. It's officially out there. It's officially out there, but you are wait, people are waiting for um, validation emails to actually yeah. get access. Caleb and I obviously have had access since... The end of last year, haven't we? Yeah. But, Speaking uh, of access to Harry Potter, yes, <laughs> we've been waiting a month for you to tell. I know. Well, we haven't, but the listeners have. Presumably yeah, you heard the same day. Yes, this is true. You were one of a few lucky people to get. I was an advanced look at the new Harry Potter set tours in London. I was. Last month. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very long day uh, trip to London, but. Um, and it was not quite finished when I went. I went a week before it had actually officially opened. Mm-hmm. It was quite odd, actually, to see then a week later on Twitter and things, all the the cast, all the stars going mm-hmm. there for the first time, when having already been myself, it was quite odd. It's very, very good. There is a lot of stuff there. It's not cheap, but then it never was going to be, really. It was it was free for you. Well, it was free yeah, for me. Because you, you went yeah. in a sort of press capacity, didn't you? Yeah. But, but not, not for us. Who, who, who did you go for? 
I went with a friend of mine who um, works for the Harry Potter fan site Snitch Seeker, but I actually went on behalf of um, the Daily Snitcher, um, and one of the girls I went with wrote a review, which you'll be able to find on the Daily Snitcher website. Um, and there's also reviews on danradcliffe.co.uk and um, Snitch Seeker, which is one I went with mm-hmm. from Emma from. Um, and also, I didn't actually see him while we were there, but um, Martin from Bad Wolf was also there. Uh, um, and I think his review is also on his website as well, I think. Cool. Um, so, uh, And I've got a lot of pictures. Uh, we'll put a select few on the blog and some more <laughs> on Facebook. I've actually got in excess of about 350 photos. <laughs> they but, they um, won't all be up there. I won't bore you with all of them because some of the, the, there are a lot of photos. Yeah. But, but onto the tour itself. Yes. Um, these these are the actual sets that they used yeah. in the production of the movies, and now that they've finished, they've sort of rehoused them. Yeah. Is, is it, are they actually there on the on the studio complex? Or? Yeah, you actually go to it's on it's at Leaveston. There are two um, whole sound sets, set J and set K. Funnily. Ah, J. Yes, I see. Um, so there's two large what used to be aircraft hangars, mm-hmm. so huge things. Um, and then there's also an outdoor bit called the backlot in between as well. So the first one has got a lot of the sets in, a lot of the props and things. Then there's the middle, the outdoor bit, the backlot, which has some of the outdoor sets. So, so what sort of sets are we talking about here? What so do you expect to see? In the first one, they've lifted the whole of the Great Hall. Oh, right. Um, the, the only time that's been moved in the 10 years they filmed, mm. um, it was it was built, and that was the, the only time it was moved, was to move it to... The first soundstage in in Leaveston. the boys' dormitory, Gryffindor's boys' dormitory, yeah. is lifted. Hagrid's hut is there. Right. I think that's it. Oh, the majority of the potions classroom is there. Di- Diagon Alley is featured quite heavily in the advertising. Is yeah, that there as well. Diagon Alley is there as well, and a lot of the shop, their only shop fronts, is there. Um, the front of Privet Drive, number four and number five, I believe, okay. is outside. All right, that that's what. Where, where the Dursleys live? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that a set? I thought that was an actual street that they um, filmed in. It was a street when they filmed in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they went back with, to film the second, um, it was the council in the area, which I can't remember where it was, wanted to charge them so much it was actually cheaper that, for them to just build the really? the set front <laughs> in Leavesden. <laughs> oh dear. So um, they just built, and it's the Over front reaching. of four and five mm-hmm. Um it's not a whole. They're not a whole house, but the whole front is is fully built. They were still building it as I was there, actually. Um, the Potter's house is there, and as is the bridge that Neville blows up in the last film. Uh, the night bus is there outside. Hagrid's motorbike is outside, which is my current profile picture <laughs> on Facebook. Is me on Hagrid's motorbike, um, cool. and the Ford Anglia was there as well. Oh. All outside, so you can sit on the bike. You can sit in there at Ford Angular. Oh, so you you can actually sort of walk right up to them and touch them. Yeah, the the bus you can't get on, but the night bus is outside. Hagrid's motorbike is outside. Um, the Ford Anglia is outside. Um, Privet Drive is outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the grave um, stone, the Riddles, Tom Riddle's gravestone. Uh. Um, Tom Riddle's parents' gravestone mm. is um, there as well. The sort of Angel of Death mm. with the scythe yeah. one that's there as well. From Goblet of Fire. Yeah, from Goblet Fire. And there are also um, a variety of chessmen um, from the first yeah, cool. film um, around and about as well. Yeah. The, the, the bit that really caught my eye in your photos was the Hogwarts Castle model. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about that? Because I hadn't realised it actually was a model. I'd assumed it was all just CGI. Yeah, it's a shame actually because um, obviously it's all on the publicity about that now. But it was somewhat of a, it was a surprise to us. We didn't know it was there. <laughs> it's at the very end of the tour. 
Um, and is there, if any of you have watched the extras, I know you will have done, Caleb, on the Lord of the Rings DVDs yeah. and the amount they use bigatures. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is the over-large miniatures mm. idea. Um, they have a full-size, two-scale, not full-size, two-scale mm. model of the entirety of Hogwarts grounds. Mm. So there is um, a whole castle. It's it's quite big. Uh, it, I try it to looks about the size of a house. It's because it's at least several stories tall, isn't it? Yeah, the probably the whole room it's in is probably yeah the size of a, a standard house probably. Um, <laughs> it's there's impressive. A, there's a walkway um, that goes round it, so you sort of go down in a spiral down to the bottom. While you're in that room, the lights cycle from night to day, mm. um, and obviously as it gets to night, the castle lights up and things. Yeah. Um, there are it's all lit. Um, the windows. There are also effects to make it look like someone's walking past the windows. And some of them as well. Excellent. Um, and it's a really it's a it's a shock when you come round to it at the end because mm-hmm. it's in it's housed in the second soundstage. Um, most of the second soundstage is um, the props department, so right. it's a lot sort of behind mm-hmm. Dobby, um, Buckbeak the Hippogriff. There is one of Buckbeak the Hippogriffs there. Oh, there right. are a number. I think yeah. there are three lying down, one standing up, one flying. I think one of the lying down ones is in is in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, things like when Lupin is in his werewolf form, uh, Fang, Sirius in his um, padfoot form, mm-hmm. um, and then a lot of the concept art and the concept drawings and mock-ups. Oh, I'd, like, I'd really like to see some of the concepts. So yeah, I'm and a big the, fan of concept you get back mm. to the end. You get to the end of all that concept stuff. So you haven't seen any sort of prop-related things in quite a while. Mm. You literally turn the corner into a room, which is literally the whole room is 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 this huge. <laughs> Castle. And I got it in there at night. It just cycled around to night when I got in there. Oh, so my nice. pictures of it are appalling because it's very difficult to take because you cannot physically, you're too close to it. The best photos I've got of it is that there's little um, screens as you go around, interactive, interactive screens, where you can, there's a 3D image on the screen that mm. you can spin. Mm. And actually the best photo I've got is a photo of that uh, because it actually fits. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, the whole thing in the frame. That was very, very impressive and a bit of a shock. And then the last room is quite nice because it's actually... The last room is full of uh, wands in wand boxes. Mm. Um, and there's a wand in a box that has been specifically chosen for absolutely everyone who worked on the films. Oh, right. Down to... Obviously, there's one there for Daniel Radcliffe. There's one there for Emma yeah. Watson, mm. Rupert Grint. But there's also, you know, for the low, so the low sort of runner, um, the hairdresser, so the cook. Everyone got a souvenir wand to... Well, they're, they're in the room and oh. they're all screwed into the thing. Right. But they... They are all there with their names on. And the guy who was staffing that when I was there was brilliant because he can point out just about... He can point out any of the named actors that you would know from the films, but he also, he'll show you the cook, the hairdresser, the costume designer. He shows you a few of the extra little ones. And you get, as well, the links with... Because a lot of the adult actors in it, their children play various bit parts. Like Warwick Davis's children were were in. They were uh, up in prosthetics as, as goblins in one of the um, Gringotts scenes. Mm. So you get lots of links there where children and nieces and nephews and things have been in the have been in the films as well. And crucially, there is a gift shop. There, I was about to say. <laughs> and then you walk through the uh, wand room into the gift shop. Yes, where I spent a lot of money. Yes. Um, it's not cheap. Uh, none of this will be. It wasn't a cheap trip for me. What's your Mainly favorite, down to the... Uh, favourite item? The favourite item I bought was probably the wand I bought, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And which one did you get? <laughs> I bought Hermione's wand, <laughs> despite being a, a Slytherin in the Harry Potter Society. But um, no, I bought Hermione's wand. They 
did say the whole idea was that there were items from pocket money to really quite expensive. I think I have a different idea of pocket money. <laughs> pocket money was when I was younger was not ten quid a time, cool. which no, is what was about twenty p a week when I was. Yeah, a well, mm. well, yeah, you're never going to get anything for pocket money then at that rate. <laughs> um, the cheapest items were sort of the key rings and the badges, but they were still sort of six or seven pound. Wow. Um, and they're you know they're good quality and they're you know heavy sort of decent things, yeah. but they're not you know not that cheap. And what we did notice that there was no postcards or posters or images or anything like that. Whether there is now, because like I said, it wasn't fully completed when I was there. Mm. Um, there was a lot of the very expensive souvenirs. You could buy whole replicas of Godric's sword, um, <laughs> things like that. I mean, I didn't even look at the price tag on some of those things because they were horrendously expensive. But the ones themselves actually are the cheapest I've ever seen them than anywhere else because they were usually for the the proper the authentic replicas. Mm. They they used to be about forty quid, but um, mine was twenty five. So it's it's. it's... You were telling me it's also the only place in the UK where you can buy yes. genuine licensed butterbeer. Yeah, well. it's the only place in the UK you can, and you can't buy it in the shop. Mm. It's not in for sale in the gift shop. You can only drink it on site. So you can't take it away with you. You, have you can't to take it away. No, you have it. Um, it's sold in the back lot, which is the outside bit in between the two sound sets, um, and you can come in and out of that bit. So mm. I only had the one. It tastes remarkably like if anyone, any of our listeners ever know of a Coke float when you put Coke in, when you put ice cream in. Coke. Mm. It tastes a bit like that, really. Mm. It was quite nice. My friend, who I went with from Snitchleek at Emma, has been to Wizarding World of Harry Potter and had butterbeer oh, really? out there. Yeah. Does taste differently over here? Well, Not, it does. It does taste different. Yeah, she said it does taste slightly different. So whether that's something to do with the way they've brought it over here, um, they originally weren't going to do it. They originally weren't going to bring it over here. Right. Um, and then I think there was shock. That it wasn't going to be in the uh, the studio yeah, tour. I, I think Shock Universal, horror. I think Universal yeah. Studios theme parks and resorts have got a license on it. At least in the United States, I think Orlando is the only place that you can yeah. buy it. And I think that's probably why you cannot you because you can I think you can buy it over there. Yeah, you can't buy it in the shop at mm. least, and you you can only have it in the and there's I'll put the photo up. There's a photo of me, um, and there's a photo of Emma and Rich. Um, with our little plastic cups of, uh, of butterbeer. The, the the recipe has leaked out online, so if, if you yeah. go searching for it, you can find it. There have been it's... recipes around for butterbeer for a long, well, pretty much since they were. it was in the books, really. Um, oh, this, this is the one that Universal uses for the theme mm. park, though. So, so uh, it was quite nice. Yeah. It was good, quite good. sweet. But um, by that point, I hadn't eaten anything, so... Uh... Uh, and we've also had the official launch of Possumore uh, and the e-books. Uh, yes, that's true. I have resisted. I haven't bought the e-books yeah. yet. No, not yet. I'm very tempted. It won't last much longer. <laughs> we'll probably be sat... Well, actually, possibly by a Harry Potter podcast. I might have bought them by that point. When's payday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we've just had payday. But uh, they are very good. I mean, you can only get them through Pottermore website. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you said that Amazon are redirecting through to... Yes. It's uh, quite interesting. I, I, um, no one else has ever been able to twist uh, Amazon's arm into uh, doing anything like that. Apple couldn't be persuaded. Um, so I still think it's silly. People are uh, going to buy them anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it is quite interesting that Harry Potter is so big that it can basically make up its own rules for yeah. how it how it sells them. Yeah. Um but no I will I will no doubt buy them, which means I will then have it on three formats. 
Because <laughs> I own it and I, I own all the books. I, I, I assume that the text is exactly the same in the ebook form. She's yeah. not doing George Lucas and no, no. dancing goblins to the background of the, <laughs> of the Gringotts scenes. Or I like doubt that. it. Change the end. I'm not a yeah, change the end, yes. <laughs> he actually dies. No. Um, I'm not aware of any dancing goblins, no. As far as I'm aware, it's the same text. Um I'm still buying it. it. Doesn't make any difference. <laughs> it's the same text when it's on the audiobooks. It's just read out by yeah. Stephen Fry, which uh, makes it even infinitely uh, worth buying. So I do <laughs> yeah. own all the audiobooks, and I do own all the actual books, and I soon will own but all the. If, if 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 you don't like the epilogue, you can delete that track. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Remove it from your yes, playlist. Just hit stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So, it's a, so just going back to the tour briefly, yeah. do you know how much it costs to get in? It's twenty-eight pound for an adult. Um, I'm not so sure other than that. But slightly cheaper for kids, presumably. Yeah, slightly cheaper okay. for kids. There is a family ticket which is either two adults, two children, or one adult, three children. Right. If you are a hardcore fan like myself, um, I'd avoid any school holidays, anything where there's going to be children. Because right. I imagine I can see it being packed. Yeah. One of the attractions inside the actual thing is, and again, I'll put this photo up, um, <laughs> although you'll all laugh at me, you can um, have your photo taken sat on a broom in front of a green screen. Cool. And again, things like that, the queues for that will be horrendous when it's actually, yeah. now that it's fully open. Yeah. I did, I only queued for like five minutes, um, and I queued with a group of adults rather than a load uh. of screaming children waiting, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so uh, there were only a handful of kids there when I was there. Um, so well, so if, it's worth the trip? Yeah, I'm going again in December, but um, just spending less in the gift shop. But, uh, <laughs> it's worth the trip. Um, obviously, you are a captive audience, you're out in the middle of nowhere, um, obviously, because it yeah. was a recording place um if you don't want to be stuck with buying their food i suggest take food with you but you'll have to obviously eat it outside mm-hmm. there's a starbucks there and there is a cafe there but again the prices are going to be higher i didn't actually personally eat anything there because we kind of forgot to eat while we were there <laughs> um you book into on onto a tour um only the beginning bit of it's guided the rest of it then you wander uh, around you left to you left they say about three hours i think mm-hmm. to do the whole thing obviously if you're young, with young children it's going to be quicker or longer, um, depending if, or they, longer. if they want to see everything. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few interactive bits. There's videos and things posted around, uh, you know, dotted around the place. Obviously, there's outside, you know, take photos and things with the car. And, and you're things. allowed to take photos all the way through? You're allowed to take photos all the way through. I was allowed to take photos all the way through because we were there for um, publicity as well anyway. So, um, yeah, you can take photos. The only place you can't take photos, understandably, is the broom with the green screen. Ah, yeah, um, because you then char- they charge you for the, yeah. the green screen photo. It's like any rides in Disney and stuff. Um, you go next door into the room and they'll show you your ones that you've taken over different backgrounds. Um, you can buy, there's different rates on buying one, two, three photos. Um, so that's the only place you can't take photos. Everywhere else, oh, and there's a video at the beginning which you can't take photos of, but that's because it's a video on a screen. So, uh, but everywhere else you, you are free to take nice. take photos. Um so yeah, it's definitely worth going. So if, um, if you're in London for the Olympics at any point this summer, <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> only the fact that you, it's already booked up till towards the end of this year. Oh, is it? Yeah, really? it's oh, been but it's great. been booked up for quite a while. I mean, I'm planning on going in December. Mm. It's as far as I'm aware, it's booked up not quite that late yet, but it's booked up sort of October, mm. November time. As far as I'm aware, I would if you're going as yeah, if you're not going with children, I would avoid children, uh, you know any holidays and things because mm. I can imagine it getting incredibly busy in there going to have to move on. <laughs> okay. Well, brilliant. Thank you, sir. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Sounds great. Um, and 
Moving on, we do have some feedback from our fantasy film draft. Right. Somebody Woo! listened. <laughs> Thank you, Zarvin. And uh, he says, this was a lot of fun, guys. And he here's my list. And, of course, the idea with this was to put together our fantasy dream team for a Doctor Who uh, movie um, with uh, anyone living uh, or dead in the cast and crew and uh, so on. And Zarbin's suggestions for uh, it were director Joss Whedon or Billy Wilder, uh, companion Kerry Mulligan as Sally Sparrow, and as the plot thickens, Judy Dench as a much older Sally Sparrow. Hmm, I can see that working well. The master, Sean Pertwee. Yeah, it's a crime actually that Sean Pertwee hasn't turned up in the new series in any capacity. Mm. Um, I always thought he'd be a really good replacement for the Brigadier, you know, if they brought Unit back on a more semi-permanent basis, because he plays an awful lot of military types. And uh, Matt Smith, perhaps regenerating from Noel Coward, as he was in the Italian job. <laughs> Noel Coward would be a great Doctor, actually. Um, monster, Cybermen in a new, darker design. Mm-hmm. Uh, writer, Stephen Moffat and Ben Hecht, who wrote great screwball comedy and collaborated with Hitchcock. Not one I'm familiar with, but uh, sounds very interesting. And also, somehow, Michael Caine needs to be in it. That's, <laughs> that's true of any film. <laughs> yes. And in the 80s, was actually true of most films, I think. So, yeah, thank you very much, Sarbin. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and if you um, haven't listened to that uh, yet, please do, and vote for your favourite uh, Doctor Who movie of the ones that we put forward. Yes, indeed. And if you get the chance as well, if, if you like our Doctor Who commentaries, do be sure to visit Zarban's website, Zarban's House of Commentaries, which is simply zarban.com. Um, all of ours are listed there. You'll find a load of other Doctor Who uh, commentaries and just fan commentaries for various series and films. It's a fantastic site. Zarban has been mm. a great supporter of our podcast for a long time. So thank you, Zarban. Glad, glad you're still listening. Glad you're enjoying it. And coming up, in the next month, yes. we've got yep. various things. Speaking of podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. coming up, uh, we, we've got the last uh, live Q and A from February's SFX Weekender event. That's Colin Baker in conversation, talking about uh, uh, Doctor Who and his career more broadly, and uh, the art and craft of acting. Cool. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, we've got um, we're finally going to record our Harry Potter podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, subject to be determined because well, we can't talk about the whole of Harry Potter. Um, and we're welcoming back, hopefully, we're welcoming back um, Susie, Alex and Charlotte, who joined us for the Hunger Games podcast, mm-hmm. um, hopefully joining us back for oh, yes. Harry Potter, um, along with Caleb and myself. Um, I, I saw the Hunger Games recently, which oh, I yes. did really enjoy. And I'm also looking forward to the Avengers, uh, yes. uh, which Sarah's off to see this evening. I am off to see it this in evening. In about five minutes, so um, we're going to have to wrap yes, this up very yes, quickly. Yes, I do need to leave in about... Well, I'm meant to be there in five minutes, actually, but um, uh, I am going to see it this evening. Um, so, yeah. With Susie, in fact, actually. So uh, if we do something on that, maybe we'll drag Susie back. I'm um, sure James will want in on a. On I should imagine that James might podcast. want it, and Olivia too, probably. And Olivia, yeah. Olivia's been to see it. I saw mm. on Facebook. So yes, so, I'll be uh, seeing it soon. But, mm. Yeah, so we'll be doing one on Harry Potter. Um, get in touch if you've got any questions. And uh, of forward. course, we will be doing another Doctor Who commentary. Woo-hoo! Yes, yeah. finally returning uh, to Doctor Who. Um, and I think it's. Uh, a time of angels, or was it? Yeah, time, uh, of t- angels. time of angels. Uh, we've got, we've got, we're going to be uh, still filling in the gaps in our series five. Uh, next. Yeah, 
So, yes, stay tuned for all of those. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.blogspot.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.